0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir?
1: Not too bad. How about yourself?
0: Uh, not as good as LeBron James, who just signed a big two-year deal with the Lake Show, going for number uh, number two in a row. Going for number two, number five, six. Number six, number five. You going for number five? Five. Number five. Bring number five. So he'll have ring number five this year, ring number six next year, and then go ahead and uh get one more mic year after that. I think we got three straight. I think we got a three straighter.
1: <clears throat> or is it four this year?
0: No. He's got oh, maybe that was yeah, he just won his fourth. He won two in Miami. He just won his third, right? No, he won two in Miami. He won one in Cleveland.
1: Oh, that was his fourth. Yeah, this was his fourth. You're right.
0: This was his fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So he'll have five, six, and seven coming up. Can't wait. Super excited. By then, uh, little Bronny will be uh, coming up, and maybe Bronny will get number seven or eight with his dad in the Lake Show.
1: I will play with Bronny for one year, win a championship, and retire.
0: That would be fun. <laughs> I would enjoy that very much. I would enjoy that very much. So, on that note, before we get started, because we've got some NBA to talk, because the NBA's season is getting ready to start in like 10 days. And we've got, uh, you know, some college football. We've got, of course, our NFL picks, the Mount Rushmore segment, comedy. But to begin everything, Adam, you dropped a bomb on us last week. Let us know that uh, you were positive for the, for the uh, COVID-19 mm-hmm. and uh, just checking to see how you're feeling today, Bub.
1: I'm feeling good. Physically, I, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling great. Um, I mean, I never feel great physically because <laughs> I don't exercise enough or eat right or any of that stuff, but I feel normal um, except for I still have the taste and smell thing. I can't smell anything. And I can't, I, I, I might have like maybe 1% of my taste buds because once in a while I can kind
0: of taste the stuff, but for the most part, I still can't. Aaron was always, Aaron always said she could taste stuff that was really sweet or really sour. Everything in between gone. Yeah. I can, I can taste when something's like salty, I think. Um, because you feel the saltness or
1: you actually taste the salt. I think I, I think I taste, I think I taste the salt, I guess, maybe. Um, But I mean, not, not that everything is salted, but when something is, maybe some, when something's very salty, I guess I taste it for, I don't, I don't know why. Uh, But in something like really strong, like I, I can't remember if I told you this, but um, I got some, uh, ordered some food and some like fruit, some mixed fruit or whatever came with it. And there was some can, I think it was cantaloupe which I can't stand, uh, but I'm like, well, this is the time to eat it because I can't taste it. And I, I cut up a piece and I tasted it and I could taste it enough to feel like it was still disgusting. So I didn't eat it.
0: Mm, that she, Aaron uh, the, the wife, she was eating salads like crazy stuff. And she was eating all kinds of healthy stuff because she wanted to save the good stuff until she could taste again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do the same thing. Um, and I, I talked to my doctor actually for a, for a while Uh, I usually feel like my doctor's in a hurry and has a bunch of people to see and stuff like that. But he actually, and he was, he was running late. So I I was sitting in the room waiting for him for a while, just getting a regular checkup or whatever. And uh, so he came in and he's like, Hey, sorry, I'm running, running behind. And um, so I figured he was just going to rush right through everything. And we started talking and, and uh, he's like, so how, you know, have you been staying safe and all that? And I said, well, I've been trying, but I did just have (laughs) covid and uh, he's like, oh, really? And he, so we started talking, and I was asking him questions about it, and he's keeping up, like, really closely with it. Of course, yeah. So he was telling me, and he was telling me it's like uh, the, the taste and smell thing, like the part of your brain that's responsible for that, the virus, like, attack, like, kills that part of your brain and has to regenerate, and that's why it takes, like, it has to kind of grow back or something like or like the cells do or whatever. Mm. So, <laughs> weird, yeah. Yeah, Nice. No, I have an excuse to be stupid for a while until that grows back.
0: It was eating your brain.
1: Yeah. I didn't
0: have an excuse before COVID or after. <laughs>
1: but I get to use that now.
0: Well, it's good to hear that you're feeling that you're feeling just fine. We'll have uh you'll be you'll be getting yourself back into old Adam shape, uh Adam Adam Schmidt shape before you know it, eating every eating nothing but ice cream, cookies, and of course, Skyline. Skyline. Yes. Yep. Of course. All right, so let's kick this thing off, man. You want to uh, – let's let's start off – you know, we already started talking about the NBA, so let's start the show off with college football.
1: <laughs> you got me. You gotcha. me. All right, let me switch my brain.
0: Oh, good luck. Let's see if you can tell the virus to go to the other side for a minute. Change the channel, yep. yep change the channel. Oh, <laughs> good to go. All right. All right. <laughs> so. Uh, Ohio State, yeah. Talk to me about what's going on with the Ohio State Buckeyes football team.
1: Well, today, the day that we we're recording, uh, they made the announcement. They, the Big Ten, uh, all of the schools in the Big Ten got together and took a vote uh, to whether or not to keep or reverse the rule that they have in place that says that you have to play six games in order to, be, to qualify to play in the Big Ten Championship. There was a rule, and I'm, I'm not even clear whether it was just a rule for this year or if it's always that way, but there was a rule that you have to play six games or you're not eligible. Ohio State only has only played five games, and they had their last game scheduled this week against their big rival, maybe the biggest rivalry in college football, the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. That game for the first time in whatever 100-and-something years is not going to be played because Michigan is having an issue uh, with a whole bunch of people being out.
0: Well, congratulations to uh, Coach Harbaugh. Uh, he finally has a year where he didn't lose to Ohio State, man. That's big time. Big time for you, bub.
1: There you go. Uh, <laughs> right on. But um, So they did. They, everybody took a vote, and enough people voted. To reverse that rule, which means that Ohio State, and they have announced Ohio State is playing Northwestern for the Big Ten championship. Now, first of all, I would like to know what you think about that. Do you think that's fair that at the last minute they reverse the decision or they reverse that rule? For uh, State?
0: I don't see how anyone could say it's not fair if they put it up to a vote for every team to vote and if majority voted for it how and why would anybody consider that not fair this is already a year and I'm not an Ohio State like junkie or anything good care I mean I don't say I care less about them I do like Ohio State you know if they're on TV I'll root for them it's my state right but at the same time if they wouldn't have let it happen because of some silly rule like that in a year that we're dealing with with the way that COVID is is gone rampant in every school, in every conference, in every area of sports. Why, why not? They're obviously the best team in the Big Ten. Why would they not be allowed – why would you not want them to play? You want them to play, especially if you're a school in the Big Ten, because the conference gets money if you – for, for – uh, you know, going to the playoffs and all those other bowl games, all that stuff. You get you're getting money and you're getting your school looked at. And if they play in the Big Ten Championship, then they're and they win, then they're gonna go probably be the fourth seed in the in the college playoffs and they'll go to the playoffs. Yeah. So then let me ask you this. If you are Indiana,
1: who is six and one, their only loss is to Ohio State.
0: Who was their loss to? I didn't hear that. It was Ohio State. One more. Something's wrong with my computer. who did they lose to? <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing here. Is it Ohio State? Okay, so what are we what are we crying about? they only losses to Ohio State. But if you are
1: Indiana, though, and you've won all of your other games, and there's been a rule all year saying that you have to play six games to qualify,
0: and then they've changed the rule. At the end, how many, rules, how many rules in every sport have been changed this year? Every single sport that has been played has had rule changes this year, specifically for things for games played. Major League Baseball changed their rules on how many teams would be in the playoffs. They changed they major league baseball changed like 15 rules this year. College foot or NFL is adding a team to the playoffs and it has not and, and it doesn't matter how many games you play it's everything's going to be based on a uh winning percentage that's how they're going to rank the 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 next wild cards after the division leaders so why, why, why what why what's what's everybody making a big deal about is this really a big deal
1: here's here's what i think the difference is is this has been the rule
0: up until the end where Ohio yeah, State makes yeah, it because it, the best team in your conference isn't going to be able to play that. Well, I, th- I think one game because of them, one in two games they haven't been able to play because of other teams having issues. So that happens. I mean, how about how about feeling bad for Ohio State because it's not partially not their fault that they weren't able to play some of those games too? So if I'm in, if I'm Indiana, I don't feel bad for Ohio State at all. If I'm Ohio state, I don't play, I don't feel bad for Indiana. We beat the, they beat the brakes off of them, but they beat them. So there you go. That's the final answer to me. Now, if I, I don't know, it's,
1: it would be tough if I'm Indiana. Um, and, and, you know, if they beat, they, they play Purdue this week, if they beat them, then they're seven and one. So a seven and one team. And I, I know the head to head does mean. I think it should mean a lot. And it does, um, but there was a rule all the way up until the end, and now they're saying S- suddenly we're we're gonna skip you. I, I-, I feel like oh. Indiana should at least get a chance to to, to play. Maybe maybe they. I mean, I-, I know I know they're split into divisions, and they're not Indiana in the east, and so is Ohio State. And Northwest is Northwestern is in the. But I feel like Indiana should have an opportunity to to play maybe because of the rule thing now if there if it wasn't if they if Ohio State was 6-0 and Indiana was and ended up eight and one, or seven and one and that was you know they they were they qualified or whatever then fine done but if I don't know it just seems like we were under the impression that we did what we were supposed to do Ohio State didn't get their games in um, and, and I would if I'm Indiana, I might say I I understand that Ohio State missed some games because they didn't because their opponents were the issue. I if there were any games that they that were canceled though because Ohio State had the had the issue, had too many people out or whatever, then I'm all then I'm kinda like, well, you were one game short and you guys didn't you guys weren't able to get six games in partially because of yourselves because you guys couldn't,
0: you know. Because you couldn't keep a virus that's hit every single ev- – everywhere around the the world, you couldn't keep it out. Like, it's, everybody's getting hit with it. This is going on around the world. Everywhere It's going on. So – and the other thing that you said was – if I'm Indiana and there's been a rule, and then just all of a sudden they decide to change it, that's not what happened. You just told me they made a, they took a vote. The, the conference took a vote. But that's all of a sudden, and it's after the seat. It's basically everything this year. Every every rule. There's all kinds of rules that are being changed. The NBA was changing things as the year went. NFL's been changing things as the year went. Baseball changed things as the year went. The further it went they had to make some moves they had to change some things around well we weren't going to make 7 7 inning all of a sudden we're going to make it 7 inning double headers it just happened all, all of, a of a sudden the season huh they did that going into the season with it, all
1: these all these new rules for all these leagues happened before the season started this is this one happened after the season was over to make okay. sure their best team got in but i don't understand why that's a bad thing it's I, – I honestly, I don't – I don't – because they're – number one, because they're only one game – if they were 4 and oh if they were two games short, I think that makes a difference. Um, they're one game short, and this last game wasn't, you know, wasn't because – it was because of Michigan. It wasn't because of Ohio State losing too many people. But um, – so I'm really not – I mean, Ohio State – and I think that's why. I, I believe in their release – um, explaining the whole thing. They said the vote was made based on the fact that, that uh, the, the people that voted yes to overturn the rule believe that Ohio State is the best team or the best representative in the Big Ten East. Um, I, I would totally understand if I do think Indiana has some kind of a gripe, and I, I think it's okay for them to feel... Like they should get some sort of um, some sort of opportunity to play their way into that championship game. I don't know how they they would do it exactly, but they played enough games, and their only losses to Ohio State. And you see this all the time too that that teams play each other twice because they play each other during the season and they play each other on almost every conference that happens. And so maybe to get another opportunity. Um, Honestly, it would make more sense for that for Indiana to cancel the Purdue game and play Ohio State this week, I think. And then if they beat Ohio State,
0: then that, I think then, then what? They, you know, now Ohio State's played the same amount of games. They both have one or has the correct amount of games. They both have uh they both have one loss, right? And it's been to each other. They
1: split head to head, right. So then, so then whatever happened, uh, maybe they would have to play a third time.
0: I mean, that's now. Okay. Okay. All right. Before we get get into outer space and start trying to go to Mars or Venus or somewhere crazy, let's, let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. They're not going to play each other three times in a season. We don't have enough time left.
1: I I also kind of wanted to see what I would call the Peyton Ramsey bowl. If, uh, he, because Peyton Ramsey, the quarterback for Northwestern, was Indiana's quarterback last year, last couple of years. And, uh, and he left. And tra- Well, he, he's a grad transfer. Uh, right. So he transferred to Northwestern. Um, and to be able to see them play um, in the championship, to see him play his old teammates in the championship game the next year would be fun. But it'll be cool. I'll tell you what. I'm the same as you. I'm not a huge Ohio State fan, but I'll root for Ohio State because they're close in proximity. I know a lot of Ohio State fans. A lot of people can't stand Ohio State because they think they have obnoxious fans. I've seen some. I've seen some some great Ohio State fans, too. So I don't have – that doesn't really affect my opinion on them. Um, So I'll root for Ohio State. But this week, because Peyton Ramsey, if you're listening or watching this, went to the high school that we went at, Chris and I went to. So I, I I'm rooting hard for Northwestern. I watched more Northwestern games this year than any other college football team, um, and uh, so I, I I'm rooting for Northwestern honestly to beat to beat Ohio State because that also would give UC a, a possible opportunity. Still, probably not because there are a couple other teams above them uh, in the rankings. But uh, it would it would mix some things up and uh, possibly and give somebody else an opportunity. So. Um, I, I anyway, I, I wanted to see what your opinion was on that. Uh, I, I know there's going to be there's going to be a lot of talking points for people for and against it tomorrow in the media um, because they made that decision this afternoon. So or tonight, they're the
0: best team in the league. They're the best team in the league. They beat Indiana already. They just beat their last game was against Michigan State and they beat them by like forty five or something ridiculous. Yeah. They're the best team. They have the best players. They have the best quarterback in the league. No offense to Peyton Ramsey, but this Fields kid is legit, unbelievably good. Yeah. I, I it, it, it's, I, they voted. The, the rest of the conference voted, man. I'm sorry if you are Indiana and you feel bad or you feel cheated or what, what it got put up the vote, man. That's fair and square to me. You're going to put it up the vote and I lose, boom, it's over. Unless you're Donald Trump.
1: So um, I was just thinking, did Northwestern play Indiana? And I thought they did, but they did not. So what I was kind of starting to say before, which I mean, to be honest with you, within conferences to have divisions, if you if it doesn't really, I don't know if it. It kind of almost feels like it's like an NBA thing, where does your does your division in your
0: conference really matter? I don't think it's in, in college football, it does though, because, oh yeah, big time, because you, there are some teams in the other division that you may, you weren't even going to play in, in NBA, you're playing your whole division, right? So you're still going to play everybody, even if they're not in your, whatever they call it in your division in, in, uh, NBA, but in, in college football, yeah, they, it it, and the winner of each division play each other to play in a big in the championship game. So that becomes big. It's its own, it's its its own separate identity. It's not like that's NBA. They divisions are completely useless. I have no idea why we don't just have conferences. But, it, I mean, does it have
1: to be that way, though, in college football? Like, I mean, it's just for scheduling purposes, I guess. If you're not going to play everybody and you aren't, if you're in the Big Ten, you're not going to play all Big Ten games. Um, so I guess that's why you have the, the divisions. But even so, if you, if the idea – and, by the way, if you voted with the idea to, to uh, change this rule at the last second to get who you determine who you think is the best team in the league in – if you can make a decision like that and make a change like that so so suddenly and and at the end of the year then maybe northwestern and indiana cancel their games this year this week and play each other and then the winner of those two games then you have the two clearly the two best teams aside from ohio state playing each other so then you have – then Indiana has an opportunity since they went seven
0: and one, six and one or whatever. Here's what it is, man. It happens all the time. There are teams in the NFL that win their division with a less than 500 record. And then a wild card that's got 11 wins has to travel to that team to play. You know what? It's the way it works. This year's different, so they voted on one rule to be changed for one year – because of what's going on, everything else—the way conference championships are designed, and everything like that—same way in the NFL, the way the playoffs are designed—is what it is, man. Got to live with it. If they voted this down, then Ohio State would have to live with it. It is what it is. But they didn't vote it down.
1: <laughs> that's simple. I got you. It, it's uh, no matter what either one of us think about it. That, that's the way it is. Ohio State versus Northwestern in a couple of weeks, uh, for the big 10 championship. So, uh, that's the, the way it goes. And, uh, we'll find out. I mean, I, I'm sure Ohio state is going to be probably a pretty big, uh, a, a pretty big favorite in that game. Certainly. Um, but because Michigan state is Northwestern's only loss and Ohio state, like you just mentioned, eat the brakes off of them. Beat Michigan state pretty handily. So, um, so, but it, it that'll be fun. That'll be fun if Northwestern gives them a game and and uh, maybe has a chance to to win at the end or something like that. But anyway, um, that's really kind of all the uh, that's all the thunder I have for that because I I I wanted to kind of make an argument for Indiana and for changing rules at the last minute, but I don't feel passionate enough about it to really.
0: Um, I'm I'm glad you don't because it's 2020. Not, like if this was last year and something happened where Ohio state did something and they couldn't get their games in, then yeah, I'd be like, tough malarkey, man. You screwed up, you know, whatever happened, happened, but this year's a little different. I gotcha. I gotcha.
1: All right. Well, moving on to uh, what you, what you you almost tricked me with to start the podcast. Let's go actually into the NBA (laughs) um, because we did mention that, uh first and uh we we talked about we talked about lebron james right and we kind of had a little fun with uh you know is is he gonna win the next the next couple championships and three pete and then the last one's gonna be with his son and then he's gonna retire and ride right off into the sunset and then his son's gonna be the best player in the league for the next 20 years after that um
0: i don't know if that's gonna happen but
1: <laughs> yeah no I, I i don't anticipate that happening but Um, LeBron has been in the news and you mentioned his contract he he, uh, signed recently two years I think it was 85 million which sounds really low uh, when you see some of these other (laughs) contracts that guys do but there are so many crazy crazy rules and crazy things in the collective bargaining agreement in the way the salary cap works and the, the max deals and the super max and you know you get all these incentives to sign with your team and I just saw that the other. I just saw that yesterday, where uh, Giannis, if he signs with the Bucks, he uh, if he sign, if he doesn't sign with the Bucks, he'll be leaving like eighty million dollars on the table or something like that for one year. Um, so it, it's uh,
0: it's it, crazy, it's crazy. But that's the reason LeBron had a smaller deal is because he's not eligible for the supermax because he just has one year with this team. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, so
1: <clears throat> LeBron, we 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 talked about how he will be playing, he just won his fourth NBA championship. His third one was the one he won in Cleveland, and that was with Kyrie Irving. That was their second best player, probably at they had Kevin Love too, but by that time Kyrie had passed Kevin Love, probably as far as best players know. So Kyrie Irving is Really, um, I was gonna say polarizing. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but he has made a lot of statements that have raised eyebrows over the years. He had the flat Earth thing that people still, you know, make fun of him about. Um, he said all kinds of things, and he had last two last year or two years ago, he actually called LeBron because he had things to say. He, he didn't exactly get along with LeBron or he had, they didn't exactly connect or whatever while he was in Cleveland and he wanted to be the man and he wanted to be the leader and that kind of thing. And LeBron was, it was LeBron's team. And then Kyrie went and became the best player in Boston and called LeBron and said, I am sorry. I didn't realize how hard it really is to lead an entire team and be the best player and be the, biggest leader on a team and uh and he called him and and talked to him and and got advice and that kind of thing so everything was all good with those guys and then Kyrie came back out he made two statements in the last week one the first one was that he decided he was not going to talk to the media at all this year
0: yep he said, uh, he said, due to the conditions of what's going on in the world right now, he doesn't feel like he's in the right headspace. Something to that effect, wasn't it?
1: I don't know. that If he said that, then what, it, what is it exactly that he's – I want to know exactly what he's talking about. Is it the
0: well, – He'll read you a statement and let you know, but he's not going to talk to the media. Tell them.
1: <laughs> You're right. So I can't ask him that question. I can't ask him the question – because he's not talking to the media, he is going to just release statements, which obviously doesn't, you know, then the media members can't ask him questions. So he gets to tell you whatever he feels like telling you or talking about that day.
0: It might be better because a guy like Kyrie could release a statement that is great for everyone. Yeah. I don't see this lasting long. There are, don't they have obligations that are in their contract about talking to the media?
1: Yeah, I thought there were. I thought there were obligations as part of the collective bargaining agreement maybe, but um, I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know how he's going to get away with that. Um, I would imagine the league will step in and, and either either fine him or talk to him about it or something. And, and uh, Adam Silver has such a good rapport with those guys that I, I feel like he'll be able to – he will either reach out to Kyrie and say, look, come on, man, give me a break here. Mm-hmm. Or he might get in somebody's ear that he knows Kyrie is, you know, he might get in uh, Kevin Durant's ear about it, which is right. not the right guy to do it because he's kind of done the same thing too. He's had a very
0: – He's just as nutty as Kyrie is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, Kyrie also, by the way, uh, a couple weeks right after Steve Nash was hired, as, as the Brooklyn Nets head coach said, we don't need a coach right after he, his new head coach was hired said we don't need a coach i can be a coach kd can be a coach we can coach ourselves so
0: that's got to be awesome for steve nash walking in on his first week hearing that from his team oh this will be easy these easily coachable guys this is making me more and more want to say that brooklyn has no chance really
1: so with Kyrie healthy, with KD healthy, with the other guys that they had, and they, they made the playoffs, and they had, you know, Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie and all those guys.
0: I'm uh, telling you right now, you have two of the top five scores, maybe two of the top three scores, just flat scores in the league. I mean, James Harden, guys that can do anything at any time from anywhere on the court. James Harden, uh, Russell Westbrook, Kyrie Irving, and, and Kevin Durant are probably the best in the league at doing whatever they want with the ball at any, at any point in time.
1: And, and you even have guys like Luka Doncic and a couple other guys and, and Giannis maybe to, to throw in there too.
0: Um, Giannis on a different level though. Giannis can't do all the things those guys can do. Those guys literally can do anything. Yeah, well, I mean, the only thing
1: Giannis can't do is shoot from the outside,
0: right? It, and you know, Kyrie's Kyrie's the best uh, uh, clutch shooter in the league. So that I, you know, when it comes to scoring, to me that puts him a little bit ahead.
1: More versatile, yeah, yeah, because because he's he's the best guard at, at finishing around the rim, he, especially in traffic against big guys. Every any kind of reverse, any kind of adjustment in the air, he has to make the guy is. An unbelievable finisher at the rim. Um, so yeah, I agree with you. They have uh, some some incredible score. Obviously, two of the two of the top scores in the league, like you said. And um, but but Kyrie's big thing was talking about Kevin Durant. He said, "This is the first teammate. KD is the first teammate that I feel comfortable with taking the last shot. That I feel confident in taking the last shot. Him taking the last shot, not." yeah so LeBron that got to LeBron obviously and LeBron said he was hurt by that he he said he was because Kyrie is you know Kyrie didn't say LeBron's name or anything like that but LeBron knows he is Kyrie's best teammate he's ever played with yeah and one of the best players to ever play basketball so I, I can understand if, if LeBron if I'm LeBron, I think I I feel the same way. Yeah. Hold up, hold
0: up, young cat. Hold up, young cat. This is our young blood. And now what he always said in that in uh Uncle Drew, all the Uncle Drew uh the movie and all that. It was hey young blood, young blood. Anyway, so um he was on was it with Richard Jefferson, I think, on a podcast, and he was saying he was saying those things and he was like, Man when I played with Kyrie, I wanted Kyrie to be the MVP of the league. That's what I wanted. And to be honest, he gave Kyrie every opportunity to do that. He let Kyrie have the ball in his hand way more than he's ever let any other teammate have the ball in their hand.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe. Name
0: anybody else that's had that that had the ball in their hand more with LeBron than Kyrie?
1: I, I was thinking maybe Dwayne Wade, but um, maybe not. And, and Kyrie is is also maybe the best ball handler in the league. So that was
0: also a different – that was a different LeBron, too. That wasn't – was a different LeBron James at that point. But, yeah, you might be right. Yeah. Uh, and, and as he gets
1: older, I mean, he's going to – I would think he's going to – and we saw that a lot actually last year. He's going to give way to AD a lot more. Um, yeah, but
0: he's still the focus of the ball. The ball still centers around LeBron and LeBron did a lot to get the ball to KD, yes, and KD did a lot, but the ball still started with LeBron and then moved around to get to him.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It was um but but Kyrie did he probably maybe inadvertently t- took a shot at LeBron and I, but I I don't want to say that, that Kyrie Irving meant to say that LeBron – he didn't trust LeBron or LeBron couldn't – wasn't a clutch player or anything. I, I don't – I'm not going to put that on Kyrie because he didn't say that. If you want
0: to say – Yeah, he did. You, you think he said that on purpose? Oh, no, no, no. You said you don't want to put it on him because he didn't say it. That's exactly what he said. He didn't say LeBron's name, but if you played with LeBron James, especially if you played with LeBron James and won a championship for the first time in a city's last 50 years or whatever, and the biggest hoopla in the world surrounded around it, and LeBron the best basketball player in the league over the last 15 years, then hmm, I'm going to go ahead and say you don't forget about that guy, as part of your as part of the, your life in the nba
1: but here's the thing i i mean i might trust if you're talking about taking the last shot i might trust kevin durant more than i trust lebron james to take that last sure. shot. sure of course and of that's course. what i mean i he's would saying specifically kevin durant he trusts i guess he said he is the i guess he i think he said it's the first time he's played with somebody
0: that he trusts so i guess that That's the wording. It's the first time. You say that I trust him more, that's fine. I trust Kyrie more than I trusted LeBron. That's the reason Kyrie, to me, I think Kyrie was the one to take that last shot in game six or whatever it was when they took to push it. That was, it's exactly what I would have done in Cleveland. And yes, yes, Kevin Durant's probably that next guy. LeBron's never been known as a clutch shooter he's hit some clutch shots a lot of them but when it comes down to it he's always had a little pass in his game where he'd he'd get passive at those moments or he did some or other things happen but it he didn't say I trust Kevin Durant more than anybody else that I've ever played with he said this is the first time I've trusted somebody yeah, that's where it comes from. That's where it's at. You didn't trust LeBron at all with the ball in his hands at the, at the end of the game. I mean, I have I have trust in LeBron James to take the last shot. Yeah, I just don't trust him as much as somebody else.
1: Yeah. And LeBron took a lot of heat for not taking, especially earlier in his career, not taking some shots. Giving up the ball and you know in the last play, and almost every time I thought it was the right play to you know, the right play to make, and and got and people would say that when LeBron was double and triple teamed at the end of games and he gave it up to a wide open player, just like same thing that ha- it just happened in the NBA Finals that game that they lost that he that last play he drove the lane, got doubled and kicked it back to a wide open Danny Green. He was standing all by himself at the three-point line, and Danny Green missed the shot like he missed every shot in the NBA Finals. But, he did. But LeBron made exactly the right play. But I think the difference was LeBron, early in his career, was getting all his criticism because he hadn't really made uh, a clutch shot yet or or very many, um, and he had since then. I think people have seen him make clutch plays – um, at the end of games and, and, and so I think people understand better now or or give him a pass, I guess if he passes the ball or makes the right play
0: and now he 's known as the guy with probably the best basketball i q on the floor every single time he steps out there mm-hmm. because he he a lot of times he does the he makes the right play, whether you are a fan of you know a a ball dominant person or not. He's making the right basketball play. Now, not always, don't get me wrong, not always. But, you know, he's also, he's also a superstar. So at some point in time, you do have to not necessarily force things, but take the game into your into your hands. But but for the most part, he gets his, he said it. I, you know, in the beginning of games, I'm not looking to shoot all the time. I'm out here trying to get my teammates involved because I'm going to need them to knock some shots down when I do get double teamed later in the game. Yes,
1: absolutely. Yeah, Um, so it it was interesting to hear that little back and forth. Uh, and, And LeBron really came off, and like you said, he was talking about how he wanted Kyrie to succeed so badly, and that's probably the truth. But LeBron had the time to listen to that and think, I'm gonna come off real good. I'm gonna I'm gonna guy and um, I, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna really I'm gonna like take the high road and and in
0: doing that make him look even worse. Yep. So, Why, of course that's what everybody it first off he, he said all the things anybody else would have said. That's that's that is what you get when you're a LeBron is an incredibly intelligent person when it comes to those kind of things. He knows what to say, when to say it. The right things to say. He is unbelievable with that stuff. Kyrie, not so much. So yeah, LeBron took LeBron got a shot. He's gonna take the shot. He's gonna turn it completely around on Kyrie and make him look even worse. That's what you get for going at the goat. Don't go at the goat, man. You don't come at the goat. You come at the goat, you get the I don't know, the hooves. I like that. I don't think I've heard that. You got you ought to trademark that. There you go. Mess with the goat, get the hooves. All right. So anyway, uh the, the second topic on the big three. Let's go with Mr. James Harden and the Houston Rockets.
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, a lot of news uh coming out of Houston with James Harden. Now, you know, just a few weeks ago we started hearing that uh kind of that James Harden and Russell Westbrook both kind of maybe wanted out uh, of Houston. And it sounded like maybe because they were kind of done playing with each other after one year uh, mm-hmm. thing that happened with Chris Paul and James Harden. Um, and, and James Harden And so Russell Westbrook was traded. Um, now it's just slipped my mind. How do I not? Russell Westbrook's one of my favorite players. Hey, John Wall. Uh, thank you. Washington got traded for John Wall <laughs> to Washington. Um, so I just now,
0: said bullets. I just said the bullets.
1: The bullets. I wow! I,
0: Holy cow! Yeah, the Wizards.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I I've done that recently too. Uh, they
0: wear those bullets jerseys all the time.
1: <laughs> I know, and I love them. I love those bullets jerseys.
0: And I just watched a. I just watched the thing where they were taking. They were showing a, fo- a photo thing with Russell Westbrook and he had the Bullets jersey on that's what I was thinking of
1: I missed that I got to check that out um, so anyway so so James Harden has another new all-star teammate I'm not going to call John Wall a superstar anymore because he has to come back from a long from a line of injuries here and uh, and prove it to me again but uh, he's an all-star caliber player we know So bring in another guy, but from what I understand, James Harden is still interested in possibly going out because he said specifically when they first came out about maybe him wanting to leave that he wants to be traded to the Nets. So add James Harden to a a volatile
0: Kyrie Irving and a volatile Kevin Durant. I hope that Steve Nash has a psychiatric degree. (laughs) He's going to need a lot
1: of – yeah, he's going to need to hire Phil Jackson as an assistant or something like that. To oh, my God. psychiatry that's yeah. going to be needed there. But it, so so it it's, doesn't sound likely that that's going to happen. I mean, they would have to give up everything else they have to have those three guys on the on the same team. But um, now we are hearing, though, another team that's a very good possibility is the Philadelphia 76ers, which I think – sounds like James Harden is probably fits a lot better into what the Sixers have than what the, uh, what the Brooklyn Nets have. And also Daryl Morey, who was the, the longtime GM for the Rockets is now the GM for the decision maker for the, uh, for the Philadelphia 76ers. So that would make sense there too. Um, so it'll be really interesting if they decide to now training camps already started preseason games start in a couple days. So, um, it, it's it's getting late. It's getting late in the game already. Like you said, it's uh, 13 days until until regular season games start in the NBA. So it's, it's under two weeks. And uh, so if a trade's going to happen, it's going to have to happen real soon. Or I don't think it's a trade like that, that big, I don't think is going to happen during the season. Um, unless something huge happens and things blow up, and and James Harden just flat out refuses to play, you have to trade me, and I'm or I'm you know I'm not going to do anything. So uh, very interesting, but uh, he so he was holding out basically from uh, because he was he wanted out. He was he didn't show up to training camp. Apparently he just showed up, uh, so he's got a pass. Now I only saw. I was telling you this before we started here. I only saw a headline. I haven't looked into this yet because I just saw it a minute ago. Somebody is saying that he has to pass six consecutive COVID tests to be able to work his way into uh, into the Rockets team. I don't. I don't know why it would have to be that many. <laughs> I understand two or three, but uh, six. Hey,
0: you know what? I make the guy. I make the guy do like eight. Because I'm gonna stick a swab up your nose, twice a day, for a week, for the crap that you just put us through. We did. He's at some. He's at some rapper's birthday party in LA when they're supposed to be at. They're supposed to be at training camp. They're talking to the to the owner of the team, and the owner's like, to be honest, I have no idea where if Harden's even, if he's even in Houston. I don't. I have no idea where he's at. Uh, the, you're, you're making this team's life a living hell. It's yeah. going to be bad. It's going to end bad. This is going to end bad.
1: You might be right. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I, James Harden is a guy that is a little hard to read, I think, sometimes. Because I've, I've heard that he's a, he can be a pretty isolated guy. Um, but he does like have all these famous friends, like you were saying. He hangs out with rappers and stuff like that. So I don't know. I'm sure he has friends in the league, um, but I, he's hard to get a he, he's hard to get a real read on, a good read on. And he's been unhappy with with Chris Paul and with Russell Westbrook. Now he's had a hard time playing with other stars,
0: and he, he has that really. Is he going to be the third, the third best player on the team? Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. He's just.
1: it, It feels like after every single year that they have an incredible regular season and he has a record, another record breaking scoring season and three point shooting season, and they lose in the playoffs, Andy has trouble with teammates or a coach or whatever. You're like. Is James Harden a guy that can win a championship? Can you, as another star, on paper, this guy's the best scorer in the league probably by – I mean, by far when Kevin Durant's not around. Um, And and probably even still, I still think James Harden is the best scorer in the league even with Kevin Durant back, to to be honest for me. But – if I'm another star, do I want to play with James Harden? I, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get the ball nearly as much as I'm used to. There's, he now has a history of losing in the playoffs, and kind of disappearing a little bit sometimes. Um, I don't know. It's, it's really strange. I think you might be right. We might be, we might be seeing the end for James Harden in Houston, and then we'll see what happens. Whether they pull off something for Brooklyn whether he goes to the 76ers or whether I, I, it would be fun to see something surprising that nobody is thinking about or talking about. Um, but I, I, I don't know. It, uh, James Harden is, a, is another one. Talk about Kyrie being a, a tough guy to fit in places for some reason. James Harden seems to be the same way. Yep. All right. So let's know. go ahead
0: and put them together. That sounds like an awesome idea. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: yeah. I mean that would be that would be the most fun to be a to be a beat writer for the Brooklyn Nets
0: and you have those three guys on that team that would be crazy. You the they're going to every every newspaper in New York's or New Jersey or wherever is going to have to hire several people just to just to hunt down Twitter accounts.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be really fun, man. I I'm, I'm getting excited. Uh, by the second, as we're talking about the NBA season, coming, <laughs> it's right around the corner, I can't believe it. I keep saying it. It still feels like the Lakers just won the championship. It feels like the, the finals just happened, and we are right back into the new, uh, the new year here. So I'm not going to – I'm going to just probably end up saying this every week until we get into – really, is, which is only going to be another week or two until games actually start. And uh, I'm just going to sit here and watch games because I'm going to be off work for two weeks. So, uh, I mean, I think, I think we should, unless you want to, to go on to, to a third thing, I think we're, we just skip a third thing for our big three and call it a big two right now. We'll call it the James Harden, John Wall big two uh, <laughs> this week. And then uh, – and, and I, I, because I'm excited about our Mount Rushmore this week, Chris.
0: Yes, me too.
1: I uh the Mount Rushmore we have for this week is our favorite our Mount Rushmore of wrestlers professional wrestlers Now let's just jump right in please give me your four and whoever else you had on the outside looking in like we
0: always do Okay so I wrote down four people last week Okay and I have had the fourth just kind of trying to figure out. I'm just, I've got a list of fourths. I feel like Adam Schmidt right now. So, obviously, you can't have a Mount Rushmore of wrestlers without Hulk Hogan, okay? So, that's a must. My all-time favorite wrestler was the Ultimate Warrior, so he's on there with him as well. From there, I'm um, obviously you're going to be able to figure out that I was a an old '80s an '80s uh, wrestling watcher because my next uh, is 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 going to be the former the former Cincinnati Red Farmhand Randy Macho Man Savage. Now, last but not least, this is where I'm struggling because. I've got a lot of I got a lot that I like, right? Well, not it's not really a lot. I shouldn't even say it's a lot. I'm I'm really going back and forth between a few people. So, number 1 is the number one guy who I originally wrote down is when I got back into wrestling in the late 90s early 2000s and Sting, the the uh, ultimate warrior original originally with the Ultimate Warrior as a tag team partner when they first got into wrestling, how about that tag team, Sting and Ultimate Warrior? Holy cow. Yeah. So uh, I actually watched some of those old some of those old fights and some of their old tag team promos and stuff like that while we're getting ready for this. Pretty pretty funny. So I I love Sting when Sting came out with that and the black bat and the you know the white and black face paint and the long hair. Oh it was like, the, sec-
1: like the second almost like the second generation of sting or something like that
0: it was really the third cuz the first generation of sting was with ultimate warrior as a tag team and yeah. then he became sting with the you know the the bright tights the the crew the you know the flat top hair and the 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 just on the sides face paint different colors all the time but usually bright color then the third sting which is the one that ended it all which was the black louisville slugger the long trench coat you know black tights so anyway that being said during that same era i was one of the biggest goldberg fans you'll ever find in your entire life yeah me and my dad were we love we love the goldberg mr goldberg so so oh and then of course of course this is this is my issue here so the third person that I'm putting in there is how can you not put Rick Flair on the Mount Rushmore? So I've got to pick between my two favorite, two, two of my favorite wrestlers and one of the greatest all time wrestlers in history. And to be honest, Adam, I've been struggling for the last few days. Every time I used to talk about it, I start thinking of somebody else and on the Mount Rushmore, because it's the Mount Rushmore. I am putting the woman stealing the limo, the limo riding, uh, steal your wife. Woo! Ric Flair. Okay. Oh, so. Okay. Paul Kogan.
1: Hulk Hogan. Randy
0: Savage. Right. Yeah. Ultimate Warrior. And Ric Flair. Ric Flair.
1: Okay, I got you.
0: Yep. Um
1: so I'm glad that you mentioned Ric Flair. I feel like Ric Flair would be on almost every on most people's
0: Mount Rushmore. I know how you feel about Ric Flair before you even say anything. Do yeah. you? I think so. I feel like Ric Flair with his was so overly dramatic and and so over the top with his stuff that you probably didn't like Ric Flair. I was never
1: a Ric Flair guy. Uh, I I don't know. I, I don't know why really. I, yeah, maybe it was. I didn't. I just didn't like his gimmick or something. It was just too weird to me. Or I don't know. For the reasons that I think that everybody loved him. I I, I don't know. I guess maybe those are the reasons that I that I'm not crazy about him. But um, for some reason, he just never clicked with me. I just could never be a Ric Flair guy. So I didn't even put them on my list, but I'm the same way, man. I wrote down two automatics for me: were Hulk Hogan and Ultimate Warrior. Those are my my two favorite all time. Um, And it's it's tough when you get as you get older, and and you know there have been so many documentaries and stuff and and shows about these guys, and and we see more and more now behind the curtain and see interviews with these guys and and, uh, other guys that they, you know, their peers, and it's really neat to see um, those things, but it's kind of – it's hard because, like, I've heard so many bad things about about the Ultimate Warrior, the real guy, Jim. I forget his real name, Jim, something.
0: All all of them. There's bad things about all – they all are – seem like horrible people. (laughs) Not all of them, but, yeah, a lot of them. Okay, most. Most people – most other wrestlers hated Hulk Hogan. Really? Oh, there was a ton of them that shoot on Hogan all the time in these interviews, talking about how he'd come in all pissed off and, you know, he'd walk in and tell them what they what they were doing and there was no, you know, if McMahon wanted him to lose, he would just come out and go, I'm not losing. And then he'd fight with McMahon until he said, okay, fine, you win. And then that would be the end of it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um but Hulk, so, yeah, and Hulk Hogan was, was like the guy. It was the, my first favorite wrestler, and he was just incredible. Um, the Ultimate Warrior. And then the third guy I went ahead and wrote down is Stone Cold Steve Austin.
0: Oh, I love Stone Cold, yes.
1: It, it was when, when I think you and I were similar in that like late 80s, early 90s, we're kids, huge, huge, huge into wrestling. We, we talked about the last week during our toy, uh, our favorite childhood toys thing, we talked about all the different kinds of wrestlers we had, the figurines and everything. Um, we would play wrestling and, you know, I got to be so-and-so and I'm so-and-so. And, you know, you do the moves, you do everybody's finishing moves and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and if you you know, if you're Ric Flair, you do the woo. And if you do Hulk Hogan, you rip the shirt off and all that.
0: And you wave the hand and listen to the listen to the crowd, right? Um, <laughs> Ultimate Warrior grab the ropes and get your power from the ropes. That Ultimate Warrior sprinting to the to the ring and getting in there and shaking the ropes and
1: and just like acting like a maniac. That I love that. I I got so much energy from that every time he did. So, <laughs> um, but I have I have so I have Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Colt Steve Austin. Um, and, and so Cole was that guy. That's what I was going to say is I got I kind of like had a, a you know a period of five years or six years or something like that where I, I think I was a little either either wrestling was changing and it wasn't as good for a while or I just didn't pay attention to it as much or something maybe when I was becoming a teenager at first. Um, and then we I think we both got in like like 98, 99, 2000, somewhere in there. When it really started changing, I think they call it the Attitude Era, um, and, and, like, WWF got real big. WCW was huge then. Like, they were, like, actually rivals then. Because so I think for a long time the WWF was kind of the higher tier. And then WCW made some changes and got some really good wrestlers, brought in Goldberg and brought in a bunch of guys. Sting was in WCW for a while. And they were right there. They were kind of neck and neck. And, uh, and, you know, they had they, they both had their shows on uh, Monday night, so you had to decide which one you were going to do. And, and, yep. w, and WCW Monday Nitro, I think, was two hours. So you watched that for the first couple hours. And then – Last hour of Raw. Raw. Raw was three hours, so you watched the end of Raw, right? So uh, – and I would tape Raw. I was, <laughs> I was a weirdo. and I <laughs> would put the VHS tape in there and tape Raw and watch WCW. Anyway – um so stone cold was like the guy when we got back into it i feel like um so stone cold uh uh you know a bunch of guys undertaker was undertaker was from a long time ago and he actually is just retiring now just yep and uh after 30 years in the business in, in wwf so um for the fourth guy that will take me into fourth guy i Honestly, still have not made a decision on. So, But The Undertaker is in the conversation for me. Brett the Hitman Hart, I was I was a big Brett
0: Hart fan. Big you were part of the Hart. You liked the Hart Foundation? I hated those guys. I hated Jimmy Hart. I couldn't stand Jimmy Hart. Owen Hart always seemed kind of weird to me. God rest his soul. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brett Hart, The something about his attitude I didn't like. It was kind of like him and Shawn Michaels both. Like I was not a big Shawn Michaels fan either. Him and Shawn Michaels were huge together. I mean, they talk about that, you know, the the Canadian whatever the the last match before Bret Hart went to went to WCW. That's it's some kind of you know big thing where there was a fast counter. He was Bret Hart was trying to not win, didn't want to, because because when you're leaving and you got hold a title. You're supposed to lose, right? And then you leave. Well, he didn't want to. He didn't want to do it, and he fought with McMahon. And Michaels was gonna. Michaels wanted it, and they told they told Bret Hart he was gonna be the winner. And then they told the referee that it was gonna be Michaels, and he was gonna win on a sharpshooter to kind of to put it in his face. And Michaels does the sharpshooter. Bret Hart never taps out, and they ring the bell, and it's over. Yeah. And that was, I think, in
1: Calgary, too, where Bret Hart was from. Right,
0: Bret Hart, where Bret – yeah, the Calgary something. I can't remember what they call it. But, yeah. uh, but, but you know, the whole – and then he went to WCW and he sucked over there. It was so – I don't know. I was never a fan of either of them.
1: I think – I so I liked Shawn Michaels a lot, too. But, I mean, I, I liked Shawn Michaels first when he was part of the Rockers because the Rockers were one of my favorite all-time tag teams.
0: And then – then, What was that guy's name? Randy uh, – Marty Ginetti was his Marty Ginetti. R- Marty Gennetti. Not All right. Marty Ginetti.
1: Right. So so I liked Shawn Michaels a lot when he first was getting bit. And then I think he was kind of a heel for a while. Um, that's the other thing, is I, I was always it was always so so hard for me to root for guys that were heels. And there are guys who were who were both at, at one point in their careers. So
0: oh, most people had gone both ways. Yeah, most of them. Even The Rock was a heel for a while. I, I mean, all I, of them super,
1: Thank you for mentioning him because he's on my list. I I almost put him on as the fourth. Mm -hmm. So you had Bret Hart. I had The Rock. I had Goldberg. I said Undertaker. Mick Foley is another one. Definitely Macho Man was – Macho Man was, like, when we first mentioned it last week, he was like – I said Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, Macho Man. That's what I said. Those are the first three I wrote down. Yeah. So – but as I was thinking about it more, I I put, you know what, Stone Cold I just loved so much. And then – so I, I kind of took Macho Man out because I started thinking about all these other guys. And the, another guy that I wrote down, there were so many guys from back in the in the '80s and '90s that I loved. You know, the Mister um, Perfect, who who was kind of a heel for a while, so it was hard for me to to put him on the list too. But but he was like, and that's the thing with like Bret Hart, Shawn. You like Kurt Hennig? Kurt Hennig, yeah. Kurt Hennig, yeah. Mister Perfect. So th- those guys, I think, were. I think I liked them as wrestlers more than I liked their personalities. I yeah. think those guys were three great wrestlers. Um, so I, I, I did not put Kurt Hennig on this list, but he's another guy. Brutus the Barber, Beefcake, you know, Big John Studd, Hillbilly, all the classic guys for us. Jake the Snake. Jake the Snake was the last guy I was getting to that. Jake the Snake was the last guy, and he was the one I, I was thinking – This is if this is favorite, I like I was glued to the TV more than when Jake the Snake wrestled because he had that giant snake in his bag. I'm terrified, terrified of even tiny snakes. But he had this enormous snake, and I was always like, Oh my, I mean, I was like, Whoa, when that thing when he brought that thing out, he would beat somebody pull that thing out of the bag and just lay it on top of them. And I'm like, oh, it's slithering all over a guy's face and all over their body. And I'm, I'm like, watching. I'm like, oh, my God, is it going to bite him? Is it going to eat him? I was – it was so fun. And then to hear that guy's real-life story, in like, in recent years. He, you know, he was scared to death of snakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't
0: really because if he was really scared of snakes, <laughs> he never wanted to hold the snake. Never wanted to, and then it, you know it became a thing where he got used to it. Obviously, but and then he you know the 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 match nobody will ever forget with with when he tied when he tied Macho Man up in the ropes and the stories he tells about that are if you've never heard that if you can listen to Jake the Snake talk about making the snake bite uh and left it on there i mean that snake was on there for a long time on his bicep yeah great story ever he had to he had to
1: try to he was trying to wiggle it off yeah he was trying to pull it off of him. um yeah that it's an amazing story and that's like not even doesn't even scratch the surface how messed up that guy's life is i think we've even talked about it on this podcast because i'm just so blown away um if you Uh, listen, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast like a year and a half, two years ago or something like that. And it's like three hours long and he tells all these stories and how he was abused and raped and stuff as a kid. And he watched his father do that to his sisters and his stepmother did it to him. And it was like, he went through the craziest and he is like, he had so many problems with drugs. So the guy shouldn't be alive, to be honest. I mean, I hate to say that, but he, he tried to kill himself several times and he he was on his deathbed and basically dead several times and, and just keeps coming back. And now I think he's clean. Um, but amazing life, amazing story, that guy. So if you find that Joe Rogan podcast, if you're listening to this and if you're interested in, in that story. Um, but all, for that reason, I almost want to put Jake the Snake on there. But So I have to make a decision. I've got Hulk Hogan Ultimate Warrior Stone Cold and I'm gonna put Macho Man on there. I'm a sucker, I'm a sucker for I'm such a sentimental guy. Uh, and now it's been so long since I've watched wrestling, like it's that's like Stone Cold is a classic to me now. Undertaker is a classic to me now, but the true true classics, the Hulk Hogans, the guys that were
0: on top when we first started watching. When the WWE first started, uh, when, when WWE went cable network and and started going on TNT or TBS, or whatever it was in the beginning, USA, USA, there you go. When that all first started back in the back in the '80s, when they took a took a, and it wasn't just you weren't just watching whatever region you lived in, you weren't just watching that. It was the WWE had their own wrestlers, and that's where they wrestled and. And you got to see that. When that started is when we were kids and it couldn't have been any better.
1: I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I know USA was what Raw was on, I think, for a long time. Right. So I, that's what I was thinking of. But it may have been – I mean, I think they showed like like the, the Saturday morning stuff and they had the Saturday night main event. And I think they had another day or something like that. Those, I think, were on like – weren't those on like NBC or weren't those on a major network?
0: Yeah, might have been. Yeah, might have been.
1: Yeah, but that's know. yeah, you're you're right. When that was when that started getting real big way back then.
0: In the, the very beginning of the WWE WWF pay-per-views was yeah. then, I mean that's when all those started. Mania you know, and Summer Slam Slam, the Royal and the World series.
1: World. Yeah. Yeah, those were the those are the those are my favorite days of wrestling. You know, those that that time in my life. Uh, Those are all my favorite things from that time when I was, you know, from five to 12 years old or something like that. Yep. Um, So anyway, that was fun. We had a very similar, a a very similar Mount Rushmore there.
0: Yeah. We had three of the four were exactly the same.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, And it's funny because I don't think you mentioned stone cold and I didn't mention Rick Flair. I didn't have him on my list. So our fourth, are kind of are the guys that were different were uh, were like that. So, all right, it is time to make our picks as we do every week. Our NFL picks against the spread, the spread being whatever the spread shows on Wednesday evening each week on the ESPN app. Now. I have mine ready to go. I don't know if you want to have a chance to look at them or if you just want to make them. If you want to do them now, uh, you want me to let you go
0: over last week. What happened? I I was up by two. Right. On now. You're right. Oh man, last week. Oh boy, oh boy.
1: Okay. I went one and two. You went two and one. You picked up another game. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Um, let's go all right so you you picked uh miami miami was an 11 and a half point favorite over cincinnati over the Bengals, and they won by 12 so you got that one right on the nose there good choice um so anyway you're 16 and 17 on the year i'm 13 and 20 um so moving into week 14 here
0: I'm getting over 500. That's that's where we're going. This week we're getting over 500. You're running away with this thing, man. Here we go. We're getting over 500. We still don't have a. What was our default bet? Oh. Uh, I forget already. Do we have to do? Another,
1: do we have to do comedy again? Is that
0: what it was? Another two minutes. Was that the default bet? It might be. Now uh, we're gonna figure something out. We've only got a couple weeks left.
1: You already have a two-minute set, so you just do that one again.
0: There you go. All right, so I'll go first then, and I mean I'll let you go. I, no, I'll go first. All right, so um, let's see. I am going to. I'm going to stick. You know, the Bengals were unbelievable at the beginning of the year at covering the spread. They did it for like six straight games or something like that, and now it's totally different. And I don't think they're going to cover a three and a half point spread against Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's going to come out. And, and the the Cowboys are terrible, but Dalton's going to come out and he's going to make this team look terrible, as only the Red Rifle can do. I'm taking the Cowboys by four, even though they're they they only need to win by three and a half. They're going to win by they're going to they're going to win by four. Cowboys three and a half, minus three and a half. Um. And then you know this. Pickle Raiders team. I don't know what I want to do with them. Saints Eagles. All right, so here's what I'm going to do on my next pick. Where, where are my okay? The Cardinals. Oh, Arizona in New York. That's going to be a really good game. Uh, Arizona minus two. You know what? I think this is a extremely close game, so I'm not going to bet that game. Because I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> um I already I wrote the eight looked, for Arizona. Going to the Buccaneers. I'm gonna take Tampa Bay minus six and a half at home against the Vikings.
1: Okay.
0: And then last and of course not the least, uh, by any means, I am going to take man. Um I'm going to take the Chargers plus two and a half at home. They just got their heads beat in this week. And uh, I think uh, Herbert Herbert's going to come out and decide to do something a little different against this Hawks, Atlanta. Atlanta Hawks. Jeez, I'm switching everything around today. This is Atlanta Falcons team.
1: All right. So, all right. Hold on, I just, okay. All right. Taking San Diego. All right. So I have the uh, the Seattle Seahawks are a thirteen and a half point favorite at home against the New York Football Jets. I'm taking Seattle. I think they're. I think they'll. They should blow them out. I think they should blow the Jets out. Um, So I've got Seattle there. I am taking – so Baltimore is a one – make sure I have that right. Baltimore is a one-point favorite in Cleveland. Yeah. On Monday Night Football. And I am taking the Browns at – Oh! I'm taking the Browns.
0: Wow.
1: To at least cut – I mean, they'll have to, unless they tie, they will have to uh, either tie or win the game outright. So I'm taking Cleveland there, and then I'm taking a a similar game, but I'm going to take the other team. I'm going to take Minnesota as a a six-and-a-half-point underdog at Tampa Bay. I'm taking Minnesota there. All right. So there we have it.
0: Uh, we have we have
1: three different uh, different teams this week. So uh, if I go three and zero, and you go zero and three, we will be tied.
0: Sounds good. Not holding my breath on that. I wouldn't either. But uh, it, the way we do things. Now that I said that, that's probably what's going to happen. So, all right. So let's get into the last but not least, man. Uh, probably one of my favorite things to do. Uh, the comedy segment of the week. This week we watched Larry the Cable Guy's new Netflix special.
1: Yes, sir, called "Remain Seated." Larry the Cable Guy. We kind of set it up last week, if you listen. But he, he, I feel like he's been missing for a while. He, he's just been not been. I don't know. I just haven't seen anything from him in a long time. Uh, maybe I just haven't followed his career closely. But uh, you know how big every. I mean. It became the. I feel like there's a niche that that he has. It's a a certain a, a certain audience that he usually plays to, but the that uh, blue collar comedy tour was got so big. Whatever it was, twenty years ago or how whatever it was now, got so big it almost was kind of crossover, like crossed over to mainstream. Uh, like a lot of people that wouldn't normally watch those types of comedians watch that stuff because it got huge we talked about it I thought Larry the cable guy was easily the funniest of the four of those guys um, so I actually did like him uh, I never watched I never saw that movie did you ever see that movie that he started it was something he was like a health inspector or something like that I forget exactly what it was called
0: no I've seen I've seen all the uh, lightning McQueen movies cars movies oh where he's mater her that's uh, right. that's it right.
1: I've never seen the Cars movie, so yeah. But yeah, you're right. Uh, so anyway, it seems like he's been gone for a long time. So it was a surprise when he came when he came on with this. Obviously, this one was also recorded
0: before the pandemic, I think. Because it was about a year ago, because he was talking about it being around Thanksgiving and stuff. So okay, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So it had
1: to be last Thanksgiving uh, because there were a ton of people in this theater. And there was – you know, I don't think there were any masks or anything like that, so it had to be. But um, I thought that – I'm just going to jump in and, and, and go first. Sorry, I don't mean to, to do that. But, um, uh, yeah, actually, yes, I do because I'm doing that. But <laughs> I, uh, I liked it. I, I, I just I, – I liked it. It was uh, – I he, I feel like he's good at, you know, they, they say – I've heard, like, I think I've heard all good jokes um, come from surprise, come from the element of surprise. I don't know that all good jokes do, but um, I feel like he's good at that. I I think he steers it in a different direction as I'm anticipating, as he does in the setup, the premise, I I start anticipating the punchline and he usually, he does a good job of taking it in a different direction or surprising me. So, I appreciate that very much about him. He's funny with the, you mentioned it last week. He, he turns up the, the accent, kind of the country accent or whatever. If you, if you do see him in real life talk as a, you know, like not on stage or whatever um, he, he, he's got a little tiny one, I think, but it's not nearly as thick as that, but it, it works for him. I think he does that. And he, it's funny to hear him say that the way he says the words that he uses, he uses those, you know, country slang terms and stuff like that and, and he makes his own up and, and that kind of thing so uh he, he's really funny with his Skip accent
0: dipper. yeah <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um i think he i i think he only said get her done
0: a couple of times once once yeah i only saw once he started it off and he said i guess i better say this and get her going and get her done he had it on his hat
1: but that's fine. As long as he didn't say it a million times, I was good with that. Um, and I, yeah, I mean, I thought he did. I, I thought his jokes were mostly really good and uh, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I mean, it, it didn't, I it, it didn't blow me away like a like a Chappelle or a Kevin Hart or a Chris Rock or who, you know, a George Carlin or whatever. But, um, but it was, it was funny and, and I, I liked it. So I gave it a 3.7. What'd
0: you think of it? So I'm going to tell you this. I, I, I kind of forgot how much, how funny Larry the Cable Guy was, yeah. right? Because he's done so many weird things since, and he just, his persona seems out there like too much, maybe. Uh, I kind of forgot how funny he really was. So I went back and actually watched the Blue Collar Comedy Tour uh Larry the Cable Guy segment again as well. And you might be right. He probably was the funny. I mean Ron White to me was the funniest, but it's I'm biased because I love Ron White. So yeah, he probably was the best one on there. So that being said, the thing I like that I have a terrible mind, right? My mind is horrible. I can't remember things. I like some people can remember, you know, some people can like re- I've got a buddy who I play golf with all the time. And he can tell me what I did on the third hole five years ago. And, you know, where my ball was when I putted and what it did. But all this kind of stuff that I did. I didn't, and, and it'll be, I didn't even know I ever played at that course before. That's how my brain works. <laughs> Guys like Dimitri Martin, um Mitch Hedberg, Larry the Cable Guy, and I, it's so weird to put him in with that, but it's just so many jokes in the same, same one-hour thing, right? It's just joke after joke after joke after joke. Uh, some one-liners, some stories, those guys were more one-liners where Larry the Cable Guy throws a story in too, but it's still a lot of just one, one, one. I don't know how these guys do that. That is insane to me. If I was going to be a comedian, I would have to tell about five stories in the span of an hour and have a bunch of jokes inside the stories, but I'd only be able to get to that. You know, that's about it. That being said, I really enjoy it, man. I was the same thing, the element of surprise, right? He taking it one way and then he says what he says about Walmart somewhere else. He just, I just, I found myself laughing a lot. I'm giving him a 4.2. I think it was really good. Wow. I really when I'm when I'm laughing the jokes may not be something I could really ever care about or relate to, but if I'm laughing the whole time, dude, you you did it, man. You you win. You did great. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and I think I'm going to go back and watch it cuz I have to admit that I was I watched it and I I paid close attention to the first like 15 20 minutes and then I had to do so. I I was trying to do something else while I was watching it. I think, yeah. I think I I got a little too distracted with whatever yeah. else I was doing. I forget what it was now, but um, so I, I I am gonna go back because I think if I rewatch the second part of it, I think I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna uh, get more out of it. He's so he really is funny, and it's for some reason I thought it was all real like PG humor stuff. No, man, he gets he get a little raunchy too. I love it. It was a, I had a good time. I I laughed hard. It was fun. Uh, it was unexpected. I wasn't expecting to like that as much as I did.
1: Yeah. yep I was uh, I was interested to see how it was gonna go because I, I felt like it could have gone either way. I felt like it could have been really good and I was gonna be and I, that's what I was hoping for is I was gonna be like pleasantly, not necessarily surprised, but like like, man, I haven't seen him in a long time, so this is a treat because he's still really good. Um, or this guy's a lot older now. He might, you know, we've seen that with plenty of comedians. They get older and they get, you know, they have families and they're, you know, they have more responsibilities or whatever happens. Or they get, you know, rich, they get tons of money and stuff like that. And they just, things change and, and they're just not quite as funny. Right. It, that, that hasn't happened. That has not happened with Larry the Cable Guy. He is He is downright funny.
0: That dude, the, the closest that that guy came to being full of himself was when he was talking about his wife and his money and all that stuff. That's was about as close as he ever got to being full of himself, and he turned right back around and making fun of himself. So, yeah. good for him. I love that. Yeah,
1: that was really good. Uh, so, having said that, you have uh, I need two things from you. I need a I need a Mount Rushmore for next week, and I need a comedy
0: oh mount rushmore man oh boy the mount i'll start with the mount rushmore so we need to do a mount there's so many that it could be so easy but i like to get a little off the wall right do it though so we've done off the wall twice now so maybe i go back to sports
1: so are you gonna so you're saying off the wall are you are we doing michael jackson albums or
0: ah i guess that would have to be on there then wouldn't it <laughs> That would that would be one that would be on now i am going to say i want to know man i'm so tempted to say like uh greatest middle relievers of all time wow <laughs> I feel like scott sullivan belongs on that list <laughs> that would be hard jesse roscoe scott sullivan uh yeah <laughs> Two other people you never heard of. Uh, yeah. uh, Scott Scudder and... Tim Burtis. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So enough with naming a bunch of no names. Uh, let's go with uh, Mount Rushmore of... I'm going to say Mount Rushmore... Oh man, I'll tell you what, buddy. I, I didn't even think about this in Mount Rushmore candy. Candy. Mount Rushmore candy. That's and true. if you have a question, if it's candy or not candy, it's not candy. Okay. Okay. It's that's right. simple. Don't okay. come in next week and go, so I got a question for you. Is funnel cake considered candy? No. I don't think dessert. All right. Don't come in asking me questions. Okay. You got to ask a question. It's not candy.
1: So my first one is funnel cake. I got that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Funnel cake, uh, chocolate cake. Let's see. Uh, Cherry pie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't come at me with those. I don't want to hear them.
1: I I, I, see. What's funny is, I think we do the same thing here. As soon as we announce what the Mount Rushmore, decide what the Mount Rushmore is going to be, we immediately think of the first, like, the first one or two or three jump into our mind right away, right? Yep,
0: absolutely. And then,
1: and then that might change, just like the, you know, the, the wrestlers did. Um, that might change over the week as you're thinking about it or whatever. But I, I have my first two right now. My first
0: two in my- yep, I'm the same way. I've got two right off the bat. All right, just- actually, actually, I think I, I have four. Right now I could go four. I could say four right now. But – if you think about it for a week, there's a chance there might be something that you're not I'm thinking already about. thinking in my head what I would change one of them to, so there, you, there go. you go. All right, so we'll figure that out. uh now, here's where we're gonna have an issue because I'm not gonna lie to you, big dog. uh I got nothing. Let's go back in time. Did we ever do um, let me see here. I'm just gonna find some random on here. No, last time we did random, it didn't work out. All right, let's do this. We watched John Mulaney and um, and Ding Dong Head. <laughs> what was the other guy's name?
1: Ah, uh, 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 see, our, my brain works the same as yours. So, Definitely
0: mine, um, right?
1: Um, I, I'll get it. I'll get it in a second.
0: So, um. I'm trying to figure out what the newest John Mulaney would be. Uh,
1: We may have done the newest John Mulaney already. Have we? We did a John – I think we – didn't we do a John Mulaney by himself? Was it a – Well,
0: there's one from 2018 called Kid Gorgeous. Did we not do Kid Gorgeous? I don't think so. Maybe we did. I don't know. Ah. All right, give me a second here. We'll figure something out. Man, man, a lot of we've already done all of those. Yeah, we've already done all of those, so that's not going to do a thing. I don't, uh, bud. Do you, what's on your? Uh, what's on your? Okay, like, what? Did we do this, dude? Pardon my Icelandic. No, I've I've seen him. Hi, all right. Yeah, we talked about this last week. Let's do that. That's relative. That's 2020. That's from this year still. Let's do Ari Eldrin, El Jarn, El. El-Jarn, El- uh, I don't know what the A sound is with an accent above it. Yeah, what's the? apostrophe above it. Oh, right. I feel like it's Eldjarn. Pardon my Icelandic. E-L-D-J-A-R-N. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. Pardon my Icelandic. It's on Netflix from this year. Um, That's what I'm going with.
1: Good. Good. I'm glad because I was about to tell you the one that I'm going to do next week uh, just to help you out, but uh, that's good. So we'll be able to do both of those then. Yes. Perfect. All righty. That, I believe, concludes our week.
0: Um, Unless, let's see. I got one quick story for you. So – Today, my, my father-in-law had a tree that fell over in his yard, okay? Big old giant tree. So I go over there to help him cut it down, cut it up, right? I take the chainsaw over. He's got a chainsaw. We're going at it. I think I might have dislocated or did something to my knee. I can hardly walk on this thing. Do you want to hear how I did it? How
1: did you, how did you uh, blow your knee out chainsawing something?
0: So – as he's up getting his chainsaw ready, I've got the coveralls on. You know, I got my bib my bib overalls on, and, you know, it's kind of cold this morning when we went over there. And I was having some issues with the undercarriage, right? Like, just things weren't where I wanted them to be. So I was trying to get a little movement down there to flip it from one side to the other, you know, figure out how to move it. So when I do that, a lot of times I'll uh, give my leg a little shake, you know, give your leg a little shake, and it kind of pops them loose from – from the, the the boxer briefs and kind of moves them a little bit and whoo all right that's much better. There's no stickage anymore or anything like that. I did that with my right leg, and my knee popped so loud he could hear it in the garage. <laughs> and I was in the backyard and I just fell straight to the ground. And he goes, What happened? I said, I just wanted to move my balls. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I don't know what's going on. We went to the Festival of Lights tonight and my knee hurts so bad, I can't even explain it. All because <laughs> all because my twig and berry my twig and berries were sticking together and not in a not in a comfortable position.
1: Okay. Man, that is I'm sorry for your knee. Sorry. But uh that is a funny story.
0: Thank you. Appreciate that. I thought you would I thought you'd out of that.
1: Shaking your leg out to make an adjustment for the downstairs area and
0: give do a little shake and they just kind of kind of rustles the stickage around. You know what I'm talking about. Everybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Everybody can act like they have no idea. Yeah, everybody's done a little jiggle move. Everybody knows what's going on. A- 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 our female
1: fans might not might not understand quite, but uh I feel like I just explained it pretty well to them then. You do you did you did but you know when you don't have the pieces sometimes you don't you know you don't have the equipment you just don't you just can't quite
0: can't quite get it that's true i never understood like the boob sweat or the you know the movement of your boobs while you're running and all that i totally get it now because i got them <laughs>
1: <laughs> whatever all right so i'm glad you i'm glad you uh you ended the show with that story because that is, that's funnier than that's funnier than uh, Larry the Cable Guy.
0: There you go. Hopefully, all right. Well, on that note, we will end the show. And until next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.